0: Yeah, we're good.
1: I mean, you know, sometimes you just gotta fucking wing it, right, Sebastian? Exactly. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to another episode of uh Missing Triggers Podcast. Um joined with me as always is Sebastian Cavallo. Um Hello. My name's Kyle, as you guys know. Um we are a part of the Card Guys, if anybody did not know. And uh us to make the duo that is the missing triggers podcast. We appreciate you guys listening, tuning in wherever you are, especially if you're, um, you know, not in the USA. We appreciate you guys checking us out and, and wanting to listen to us. Um, if whether on your, you're on YouTube or Spotify, you know, that that's freaking awesome. We appreciate all the support. If you're on YouTube or if you're on Spotify and you have a YouTube it only takes a moment. We'd love for you to click subscribe, especially if you're joining our content. um, at no extra cost to you. Our, our goal is to hit 100, and um, it'd be really cool if we could hit that by, by the end of the year. Um, so, uh, or Dynasty, people. let's do or, it. or, actually, yeah, before Dynasty, run it. If we can get 100 subscribers before Dynasty, we'll try to do a Twitter giveaway. So, exactly. you know, we're, we're only in a minute into this, so, you know, if you're on Twitter, give us a follow on Twitter. It's at Missing, without the G, Triggers, um, because Twitter only has 15 characters they have up to, and, you know, here we are. So, um... So yeah, Sebastian, um, we got a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes of the card guys, behind this, just just a lot of stuff going on in general, and um, you know, we have we have nationals around the corner, but the one big question I have more than anything, and I know you have a strong opinion on this too. Obviously, we're biased. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> um, a little bit. But I, I'm I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on the Fab website, and I'm seeing. Battle-hardened Columbus, battle-hardened Pittsburgh, battle-hardened Nova Scotia. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, or whatever it is. Like, when are we going to get a battle-hardened in Atlanta? I think that that could be one of the bigger battle hardens because you have all of Florida, you know, the entire Georgia community, you have the surrounding states, and everybody would travel for this. And we put on a damn good tournament, too. So,
0: I I just don't know why it's not battle-hardened, you know tennessee you know like nashville or battle hard in orlando florida or battle hard in you know uh, greenville south carolina just something in the southeast that would make sense where this big community of players like you said from the southeast area could just you know not have to pay. basically it's like a battle hard is not worth um driving eight hours for it's like five and under you know it's a nice day trip you spend a weekend there but it's not worth to fly out and spend these crazy flight prices you know even just for a two-day trip three-day trip it's $300 there and back which um I don't know if you got it like that congratulations you know you're doing something right in life if you play card games and got it like that but um
1: (laughs) yeah I mean I, I still think it needs to be in Atlanta because you know fuck it why not easiest place you know easiest place um if people want to fly in for it you know it's it'd be awesome we'd have a battle hardened on saturday and then we'd have a a pro quest on sunday or whatever it's called right like you'd have the two the two tournaments back to back and um i think it'd be pretty cool or or you know if one of our shops gets a pro quest we can have the battle hardened the same weekend as the pro quest right so like we can double up on a weekend. I think it'd be sick. And you know, Chris Bewley or, you know, Alan Hale, hit me up. You have my email. Let's make this work. Because I wanna bring I want to bring this to my community. I want to bring this to the southeast. And I think I think it's a missed opportunity not to. We have Randall Sims who has some of the best equipment for a stream. We have we can we can get great commentators and have you know such a phenomenal time so i'm that's my two cents you know i'm gonna talk about it every single podcast until we get one we're gonna work on it it's gonna happen right after nationals or worlds or something along those lines so um yeah you know this week in the world of wraith uh let's let's talk about you know the 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 elephant in the room um which is uh the uk nationals debacle (laughs) this is
0: crazy I i mean it is just imagine oh yeah go ahead explain the situation
1: first but so so if the people don't know and if you actually don't know in general you are actually living under a rock um the queen queen elizabeth uh some number um passed away this past week and um LSS and the the company who is running nationals for the United Kingdom um, decided that they were going to move nationals back to three weeks later, which would be like October 2nd or 3rd weekend or something along those lines, um, and, and just come out and just set it. Yep. Didn't tell uh, four anybody. Days four days, three, four days before the event. And so now people who are all ready to go for their nationals – now had to cancel everything because there was no nationals yep. so much flack on twitter was had and it wasn't it wasn't good to say the least and then come to find and out I've, yesterday
0: i think they did one of the worst things you could do as a company which is do something and then retract it back immediately which is just like oh my god
1: so so um, they let they let it they let it simmer for a whole day
0: right people and then cancel their flights and their hotels if they were still able to <laughs> you know exactly um,
1: and then they sent out email saying just kidding we're gonna keep these, we're gonna keep it we're just gonna go back to how it was and so, so now everybody people, yeah. canceled are fucked and they have to spend even more money even if they like it it it's just a big ol' ordeal. And I
0: mean, just imagine that you you call the airline, they're like, Maybe we can refund you, but we're gonna penal- penalize you some X amount of money, and you're like, That's fine, I just need some of my money back, right? And then the next day later, you're like, I'm actually gonna have to spend more money because I got my refund and penalized and my hotel screwed up now, and everything's just screwed up.
1: And now everything's even more expensive because it's the week of. Exactly. So you're having to possibly spend like another 75 50 to 75% more money just to get back there. Um so I f- I feel for the uh I feel for those guys over in the UK because of that. Um and I think the reason being is because that Saturday is the na- is the national morning of the queen, right? Like that's it, they're yeah. they're making that its thing. So um which You know, it's honorable in the sense that, you know, that is, she's the queen, right? Like, I get it, but it was gone about the wrong way. And, like, this goes back to, I think, what we've talked about before with, like, um, no weekends off, tournaments every single weekend, and just how they got gone about, like, certain bannings and stuff. Like, this is growing pains, right? Like, I don't know how many times I'm gonna, I I can, like, say that, though, (laughs) because at at some point or another like somebody's going to have to be held accountable for this for some nonsense and you you might actually lose a lot of players because of sort of kind of rash decisions without like actually being able to talk to the community and get their two cents immediately you know so yeah, just like,
0: because like 10 15 people go on twitter and go it's national morning day i can't believe lss would do this doesn't mean you should change everything i i'm sure it wasn't that but um i was watching someone today some podcasts i watch so many flesh and blood podcasts but they're like the small majority had a loud voice in the situation and then it kind of just screwed over you know what most people were like you know from what i've heard even most british people are like no offense but they're like who gives a fuck about the queen like they it's part of their culture and everything but they're like she's just a woman to me at the end of the day right it's like same thing as like uh you know, for us, like, like for the president, like the president, president yeah. dying, or, yeah, it's just like, oh my God, he died, that's awful, right? But you know, if the president died or I'm going to Nats, like I'm, uh, I'm telling you, I'm I'm going to Nats, I don't care, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying, like, yeah, like it's not going to stop me, I ain't mourning that, like like. So,
1: like... Sorry that it happened. Like I, I, I feel for whoever, and like I, I'll mourn. I'll be like, damn that that does suck, you know. Like,
0: damn, that's crazy. But,
1: damn, that's crazy. But motherfucker, <laughs> I pay, I pay my fly. Like, I'm going to that. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Um. I, you know, and I guess like I guess different people share different sentiments, and I, I get it both ways. But um, but yeah, let's uh, I with with <laughs> nationals is back on for the UK apparently. Um, whoop de doo So I, I'm I'm Should excited to get to watch about some later. streams. <laughs> yeah, what we'll we'll, exactly. we'll we'll go over that at a later time. But I would like to get go into um something um something that I guess I have a little bit more passion about um and um you know b- before before I talk to the talk into this I want to, I want to like give like a small, I guess a small story. I kind of, I guess. Um, we got to add a little bit of content to this since we don't have much to talk about today. But um, so back in 2014, Alex and I created the card guys. And then he, he left or not left, but he, he decided to go play Magic the Gathering. We, we were, we pr- were primarily a Yu-Gi-Oh group um, or a duo And when Alex decided he wanted to quit Yu-Gi-Oh! Go play Magic, he he ended up moving, going to college, um, and, or go back to college. And I was left all alone with the card guys. So I tried my best to, um, make content. And so I, I, I used a lot of my friends at locals to help create content. And they were some very good players. And from there, we created a team. And, There wasn't many, if at all, any teams per se. They were more like testing groups that just made a name for themselves, right? And so, like, they were like, oh, well, we're Team Overload. And then and then what whatever else but i had this idea where we can make it kind of like an esports team where we could advertise make it like a media thing and like do pictures and make posts and do videos and the whole 9 yards i was trying to honestly i was trying to model it after a, a company called Optic Gaming if anybody knows what that is um, and now they're one of the bigger esports companies in the world um, at the time the one of their players is now owner of 100 thieves and Literally, what 100 Thieves is doing is exactly what I'm trying to do with the card guys. Um, So, going to 2015 Nationals, um, we had a team. We had a group of players. We did a lot of content together. And um, henceforth, from that point on, it generated a lot of talk. And a lot of different companies, or stores, a lot of different players decided the same thing. And it started this trend to where um, there are rivals and like there was that we made storylines out of it, even though if it wasn't necessarily great for the game, um, I, I hated that aspect, but like it happened. Right. And I, one, one thing I love more than anything is people getting creative and people, you know, making a brand for themselves and starting to advertise it kind of like how I did back in 2015. Right. So um, I'm seeing a lot of that now, in, in flesh and blood. There was a lot of it in Yu-Gi-Oh! back in the day. And then you start you also saw it with Magic the Gathering with like a few different, you know, select few groups. Then you had companies like BCW um ha, has like a magic team and then you have Ultimate Guard magic team and now you have a Dragon Shield um F- flesh and blood team. Which is awesome. But I, I wanna I wanna recognize a few groups now that in my opinion more than likely, they're doing it correct, um, and you know, um, one one being Galaxy Gaming. They actually uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe maybe a month ago, um, announced that they're rebranding from what they were, which is Galaxy Gaming, to now Shaky Leaf Gaming with a whole new rebrand, color scheme, jerseys. You know, they're active on Twitter, and I, they put in a lot of work. I want to I, I want to give credit to where credit's due, and in, in regards to a lot of these. Um, a lot of these brands, a lot of these groups, because I feel like they're headed in the right direction, you know. Um, because for the long, t- for the longest time, whether it was when we played Dragon Ball Super, you know, Sebastian, and then, uh, you know, even Pokemon, like we had a Pokemon team, and there were other teams for that, and then also Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, it seemed to me in 2015, I was the only one really doing this, and I, th- I think, um i've told I've, people have told me before that i'm not tooting mountain here horn here but i feel like i might have started somewhat of a trend going forward in card games as far as teams go and um i i i really enjoy seeing other teams form and succeed and see their creativity you know flourish in in that regard so um one shout out. I think it's a group out in Jacksonville, Florida. The Galaxy Gaming, into the Shaky Leaf Gaming guys. Um, um, I, I admire the work they've put in to, to make this a thing. I think I know the people behind it, though. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything about that. But I, I do know that they are putting their you know their right foot forward and just keep on pushing for And I, I think those dudes are are doing it right as far as branding goes. Um, now I don't know if you knew this, Sebastian, but Team Kitchen Fable literally a couple hours before us recording this, um are if I'm not mistaken are no longer affiliated with Louie kitchen uh kitchen table TCG and now they're rebranding to team card advantage. Of the name. Um, I think that's a cool name. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Um their logo is is pretty nice as well. It from my understanding it took three of them a lot of trial and error to come up with something that they liked and you know that's that's a part of the process. And I think that um it's really good. Uh the logo looks good. Uh the message behind it is really neat and you know it's it's pretty much the same guys that were on Team Kitchen Fable that just obviously rebrand. So um be on the lookout for them for Nats and, and, and on because those are that's a great group of players. Um, and then there's another group that actually just came about, actually, uh, I think the week of Lil was the announcement, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, I um, a, couple of, a couple of, a couple of, yeah, um, a couple of friends actually of ours um, are actually on this team, and I've, I found out about this, I, th- I think, the day of, um, that, that Friday, I remember driving to work and seeing it on Twitter. Um, I, I don't text and drive, I promise, guys. Um, <laughs> Magnolia Gaming. Team Magnolia Gaming. First off, I want to shout out Spencer. That dude's the fucking best, you know? And I'm I'm I happy that you. he I'm happy Thank that you he get
0: for buying all my cards for that <laughs> year I was doing so well <laughs> in this game.
1: <laughs> I he he he's the best. Um Spencer is the best and he, he has a fucking insane roster, to be honest with you. Yep. Um Yeah, you want to say the roster? I think it's uh I mean I think it's a good roster.
0: You got, got T on there which is um yeah don't know him personally but interact with him a bit on twitter and met him in person a couple of times and seems like a very chill guy and everything um chris ray have interacted with him multiple times in person and online and the everything. first calling and, actually yeah so it's awesome yeah. and just yep yeah, just love him um then we have starvo guy that we'll just leave it at that no i'm just <laughs> uh matt w oh, starvo man. guy we got jacob baugh um and then Josh Kihi. Yep. Oh, and Edward Knight, which is a friend, friend of Card it, guys. It's
1: a uh he he's a close friend of our group for sure. I'm I'm happy exactly. for Ed. Um if you guys don't know who Ed is, um I don't know if anybody listening to this has um has followed us in the past as far as, you know, any other callings or anything that goes. Um Ed at Indy actually ended up beating Terry Day one, or I guess both days. Uh, day one, he beat Matt Rogers, he beat Tarek Patel, and he beat Michael yeah. Hamilton all in a day. I it it was sorry, Meta, but like that's crazy. Like that's that's tipable as fuck. He
0: was just <laughs> handing out L's that that tournament. He was
1: um, yes, he was automatic that day. Yeah. <laughs> so. And yeah.
0: I don't care how well you actually do in the tournament. If I have that win rate. That good of a win rate against that many great players, I'm happy. That's a success for me. That that's, that's when I know success. I'm on that level of high level play. Like where like I'm I gonna... am
1: him, you know. I am him. Yeah, Himothy. exactly. Himothy, that's me. I am him. Yep. So big dick energy, you love to see it. Um, I think this is a really good roster. Um, Spencer Spencer hit a jackpot with these guys. I feel like so. Um, sure. Looking forward to getting to see these guys. You know, we—I haven't been to a tournament in a while, like a calling or anything. I don't think. I think the last one I went to was Jersey, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So same, same it's been since it's been five, six months, and so I'm, I'm super excited to get to get to go to Nats. It's only three hours away from us, and get to see some of these guys, um, especially you know Chris, Ed, and, and Starvo guy. You know, um, since we've 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 known them for quite a bit. So, um, so yeah, um all I'm all down for the teams aspect um just do it right you know don't do it wrong cuz you're going to fail if you don't I just I want to make that known um concentrate on on bettering your brand cuz if you don't then you're going to fail and I don't want that to happen I we need more teams we need more representation as far as um you know alliances go it creates better storylines and uh you know car guys on top let's get into um You know, I want to kind of mix things up a little bit today, Sebastian. Um, We we usually go to our Card Guys Discord. Um, If you guys are not in that, um, link is going to be in the description of both um, Spotify and on YouTube uh, for the Card Guys Discord. Um, We go in there ask questions for the podcast all the time. And um, tonight, before we started recording, um, Sebastian went in there and asked for any questions and um one guy asks about redline and i don't think he really meant what i thought in my brain but yeah, then somebody asked he yeah, it was ahead. like
0: what's so good about redline i'm like the drink or the type of deck
1: <laughs> and he said both you know? and i was like i yeah. have a story about that so i want to preface the story and And I think I think a lot of times we're gonna we're gonna try to incorporate like stories or like real life stuff that's gone on in in the podcast too because it gives you kind of an insight on how we were you know or um, how not to be in this situation but um, you know it it happened and I'm not very proud of it but I think at the time and it was with myself and Nam um, and Neil we traveled to a. A Dragon Ball Super Last Chance Qualifier Tournament. Um, I had just lost on the bubble like three different regionals in a row. I was Fucking up south, pissed, you know. And um, we ended up drive. We ended up getting off of work or whatever it was, and we drove. Um, we drove overnight to Columbus, Ohio, from from Atlanta. If you guys didn't know that, that's a long ways. And so um, we left. Yeah, it's like eight hours. We left, we got there, and I I think I drove more I drove half the way the tail end of the trip. And I I don't really sleep in cars. So I've been awake since three o'clock in the morning because I had a driving job where I'd have to drive routes at like three thirty in the morning. Um, so I haven't slept and it's like four thirty, five o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, shit, this is this is bad. (laughs) Like I need sleep and um again i don't condone this whatsoever and this is at a point in my life where um depression was a motherfucker it was in a dark place and i didn't give a shit and um i was presented with some adderall and a red line and buddy said this will get you there i promise you and i looked at him and said all right bet so i took a full-on uh, 10 mil of adderall and and I had a red line that we got from the gas station that we usually would drink half. Again, your the recommended dose is only half. Did you know that? Like it's got a little line that yeah, says I, you don't take more than this.
0: Let's be honest, I saw a meme where it's like let, it was like, let's be honest, if you buy red line, you're drinking the whole fucking thing. Yep. <laughs> no yeah. No one ever drinks yeah. half of it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um I've seen Nom down a whole one and go to sleep. That was wild. But we're not gonna get into that. Um so it's about eight thirty. We're registering our decks and a friend of ours comes up to us and was like, Hey, I have Adderall and I, and I had this red line in the, in my pocket for um, my back pocket. And I'm like, fuck it, dude. Like I, I need to do well and whatever. And so I take this Adderall and I down it with the whole bottle of red line. And about 10 minutes later, my heart started beating really, really fast and, and then it's like, I went into ultra instinct. Yeah. Like, I mean, so that's
0: the funniest thing that you like, always, when you told me this story, you're like, yeah, I went to ultra instinct and I was telling people like their plays and saying like, that's not going to work, buddy.
1: Like I apologize to everyone. I played that day. That's actually the day I also met Simon, by the way, fucking love that guy. Um, but I started off that day. It was an eight round tournament. I started off that day 5-0, and then I won game one of round two, or one game one of round six, and it hit me. The fucking crash. Everything stopped happening, Sebastian. I'm talking like, I went through these first five rounds, who owing everyone, I think except, um, except Simon. Me and Simon went into time, and he just conceded, which was very nice of him. But I'm undefeated. End of round six, destroy my opponent in round one. And then and then God's hand came up from above and then bitch slapped me straight in the face and said, You thought motherfucker. And I'm like, yo, I felt like I had been drugged. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, oh no, I'm I'm seeing sounds and shit and it wasn't good. And so I ended up going from 5-0 to winning my game one to the round beside us getting into a fist fight, that was crazy. And so, like, I think it, this was after game one. So, after game one, dude, that whole sequence was wild. But these dudes both thought each other conceded after game one. And so, going into game two, they were like, Are you choose to go first or second? He's like, no, you choose to go first or second. And they just started yelling at each other and throwing haymakers. And I'm just caught up in the middle of this shit. <laughs> I just, i geeked out of my mind, like, what is going on? I need to, I need to freaking get these people, you know, separated. And then the TO got involved and I had to give, I had to tell them what happened. And so that was like an hour long wait. And then after that hour long wait, I, I, I lost it all. It, it was gone, you know, it was, it was all gone, Sebastian, all gone. I ended up getting, you know, losing one two and then losing 0 two. And then losing 0-2. and then I didn't. I didn't get my invite day one.
0: Wow! So that was your winning in two.
1: <laughs> it was my if literally if I won that I get my invite to nationals, and I was just like, fuck wow. me, dude, seriously. <laughs> but again, what a way like, to go out, man, dude. That was the craziest day ever. Um, a brawl right. happening at table one. I was at table two at the time. It was crazy. Um, but like I said at the beginning, don't do that shit. And if you do, don't tell anybody in the world. Let me be the example here. Um, I don't, I've, I've rarely ever done that. Maybe when I was like 18, 19, I would do that because like I was a little fucking kid, but you got to do what you got to do sometimes. And, you know, I shouldn't have done it, but this shit, it you know, it lives on because like Nam would be talking to me and everything would be going fast in the background, but Nam and him talking would be slow. And like, I'm telling you, I was literally ultra instinct, like perf- perfect ultra instinct. Like I was just slow motion, just matrixing around every like it was crazy. <laughs> um, I, there's actually a picture that kind of sums up, I have to find it, but kind of sums up where everything's blurry behind Nam and Nam just is looking tilted and it was pretty funny. but um, but yeah, you know, it, we haven't really talked about fabball too much in this, so uh let's let's go ahead and get into the meat and potatoes of just our week and the nationals and the whole nine yards Sebastian. Let, get us started
0: well we had eight nationals happening and um some pretty oh sorry going off this reading book but, but we have our weekend fab first um so basically testing it's been going well uh, has Viscerae it pretty good yeah i mean yeah i'm still playing the same viscerai deck pretty much committed to that and um just tweaking it here and there and Getting that list ready for Nats, I think, this a format, just play what you're comfortable with, and, you know, it's just kind of like, CC's not even half the battle of this Nationals meta, and I think uh, we're going to talk about that more later, but uh, people are overlooking that, doesn't matter how well your CC deck's doing if your draft sucks. So <laughs> we had a yeah that is Georgia true. State championship this weekend. A little nice little $500 tournament. We had 20 people come out. Um, top eight split. Alex was 5-0. I lost to Alex and Will this weekend. So I was 3-2, but you know, lost to teammates. So I'm happy with that. Um, they're doing well, and I learned a lot from my game. Games against them, not from Alex, because you know, fucking Briar players. Dude, god, that dude, turn that turn, that, mount.
1: That, that turn was crazy that he did.
0: You know, you know when the Briar player draws eight cards, and you're like, okay, so now are you gonna do something now that you've drawn eight cards? Um, <laughs> Gorgonian Tome, Tome of Harvest, uh, something else. I was just like, oh my god, not draw eight cards, but has an eight card hand, like filtered out eight cards. I was like, Jesus Christ. And had three uh, attacks
1: but, and had channel mount and had a lightning surgeon in, in arsenal to have another four attack turn the next turn or something. It was crazy. It it,
0: it was a Duma uh, yeah, to say the least. For sure. um, but he was five Oh. And I feel like he's finally understanding that deck at, at the Nathan and Allen level. And that's something that I just didn't want to grind um, playing through the bad hands and playing through the variants and living and dying by one card. But he's finally getting the hang of it, which is awesome. Will's on Dromai, which is awesome. He's killing it with that deck, learning that. So I feel like we're pretty set up for nationals. Dom even made top eight of that, so I think we all top eight. But you didn't play in that tournament. Uh, but yeah, no, I didn't everyone, play. Everyone, the four of us who did, we all top eight. We all split, went out for lunch. Pretty nice. And, it was nice um, to get to
1: see a couple of the guys that came down from Tennessee too. Um,
0: yeah, exactly. Josh came down the weekend after he finally got back from Europe. My God, and
1: the (laughs) the whole month just about, right?
0: Yeah, and he got to play with us at Armory, and um, round two he triple lumina me, and then the next round he triple lumina someone, and then in in last round at Nom, and then he beat Will. So we're just taking turns with the roster, (laughs) fighting each other. So overall. Fun week in flesh and blood. Um but let's get into the meat and potatoes. You know, the nationals that happened last week. It was finally eight. Finally eight. Um pretty crazy stuff happening. I think the biggest one out of them all was obviously the Australian nationals. That was the I think the highest level of competitive play that we got to see from week one.
1: Not, um, we can talk about that. <laughs>
0: we can talk about that. But there was a lot of cool
1: Oof, I'm gonna go in, sorry.
0: I was actually very surprised with the Malaysian Nats, how it was capped out at forty eight, it had forty eight players, and then um I don't know her name, but this woman won on Reinar, and that was really awesome. And um I think she beat Bravo in the finals and apparently it was a cool finals and all that. But you know, I just love to see that that I expected a country like Malaysia, I didn't know they had a community that big where it's like even if that's every player in Malaysia playing that's still a solid strong community for you know a smaller country um Bro. just getting into the game having 48 players so there that's is really awesome.
1: there is a picture that is going around um i'd have to find it and show you later but mm-hmm. it's a picture of her playing in the finals against the 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 bravo guy i think it was bravo right yeah. Or old one, bravo and her, 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 she's got her head in her hand thinking, and in the background is all of the competitors watching on the screen down, down the, in, in the store. And like, yeah. it, I, I, to me, that shit was powerful. Yeah, no, like, for sure. 100%. it was like that, that's neat. Like, all, the entire community is sitting there supporting those two players. And then for her to come out and, and win it too on Rhynar, out of all things, like props. Yeah.
0: 100%. That's badass. You know, and, um, yeah. Oh
1: my God. That's, that's pretty neat. So, um, shout outs to her.
0: Yeah. And there, there was a couple other cool ones. Um, there was a Blitz one. I thought that was funny. That was the Vietnam
1: <laughs> one. Yeah. There's not like a massive so. community. So I get it. I get it for sure.
0: Happy they got something though.
1: Hey Dory won. Yep, I'm kind <laughs> of sad about that. Points. Yep. Soon enough, me and me and Josh won't be able to play Dory anymore in Blitz. Sad what face. do you
0: mean you have a second? Uh, you have a second Dory hero. Don't worry, they already got you covered. Uh, <laughs> You'll
1: always it, play Dory in Blitz. I, I guess. I guess. I want but OG. The Bay. breakdown
0: for the uh, top the eight nationals that were CC were four Oldham, two Briar, one Jerome, I one Reinar. Um, the the first seven look pretty standard to what I expected. Um, the Reinar, obviously, I think that shocked everyone, um, which is why it stands out. But I think four Oldham makes sense. Uh, two Briar makes sense. One Dromai, probably, you know, beating the Oldhams at their tournament makes sense. Um, yeah, and they for beat sure. Viscerai in the finals, which was funny.
1: Yeah, the Dromai beat the Viscerai in the finals. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get into to that because uh you know there was stuff talked about where people hadn't really played certain matchups at all, and um it just took me by surprise that you know some some players get to the finals and don't know what the fuck they're doing against a certain hero, and then here we are.
0: And I mean, I'll be honest and say it. It it was Australian ads. There was just a lot of there was two matches where and top 8 one of the players never played against the mirror match old mirror match and then the finals of guy never played against Oldham the, the old match which hey i i think obviously they did a great job getting to top 8 um getting to finals for the visrai guy um that's a very good accomplishment and i'm not taking any way anything away from that i'm just saying this as a as a message to everyone going into their own nationals even if it is a smaller nationals or if it's a bigger nationals like you know the United States one coming up in 2 weeks that be prepared for every hero and having a game plan into every hero is very very important cuz you don't want a situation where it'll uh, bite you I in the ass. It will bite you in the ass. I don't think it's surprising to me that it got as extreme as of top 8 and finals it happening but where this usually happens is you fucking fly through day one and then all of a sudden you see a matchup that you never played before <laughs> round one of day two and they just you know obliterate you because you don't know what you're doing even if you're favored into that matchup like let's be honest here there's so many matchups like for example if i'm Viserai. And I've never played into Dromai, but three times because I just said that's a good matchup for me. I don't have to play test against that. I know I'm favored into Dromai. and then I play against Dromai, and I get blown out of the water. You're gonna get blown out of the water if you. He windmill
1: kicks you, do. you in the fucking chin. You're like, wow. Yeah. Shout out to Will.
0: Even, even if it is your favorite, uh, your your favorite in the matchup. I mean, think about Viserai and Prism back in the day. Yeah, you could play Viscera and be favored into Prism technically, but if you don't know the ins and outs of that matchup and what auras to pop in, uh, when to pop off and when not to pop off with a Skeletta at the time, you were not winning that. Yep. <laughs> uh, just, you just were not winning that. So just make sure that if you are coming to Nationals, be ready for anything that's going to get thrown at you. Um, Even like these weird decks like Reinar, because... Hey, it happened to me. I played my, I played Viserai Rhaenor match on um, on um uh, when I first started testing the deck and I was just like, yeah, I'll take all the damage and not block. And then at the end of the game, I realized, huh, if I just do that, then he can actually just kill me if I don't respect these um, barraging beatdowns and block these, you know, plus eight, <laughs> you know, these six attacks that are plus eight or, you know, plus five or something like that it can actually get you. And there's a lot of decks like that. So if you have the ability play test against everything, even if it's just a couple games, um, just to get familiar with the matchup, know what your outs are, just do that, you know? And um, definitely, cause you don't want to be on the bubble of getting to the top eight or you're in top eight or something like that. And you just have one of those moments happen where you don't know what you're doing. And especially if it's on, um, if it's
1: on camera, you know what I mean?
0: I, I didn't watch those matches. But uh so I can't comment on that. But I'm sure they I'm sure they played to their best outs and everything from what they knew of the matchup. It's just you wanna be prepared. That's it.
1: For sure. For sure. And you know, um I also want to talk about um this or I getting second at two different nationals as well. Yeah. Um I and and like I I know you've been testing it. we've been kind of going over theory with it but i think viscerai is actually sneak is sneaky in a really good place right now i Um, think so
0: too um i feel like next weekend's gonna be the really big weekend um we have you know three very here nice segue into this we we have three very prevalent nationals in my opinion coming up this weekend
1: oh yeah we really do we have
0: Canada, we have United Kingdom, and we have Spain. And I feel like those, like last year, will... You know, we all know what happened last year with UK Nationals. That folks brought out his uh Briar deck. That it fucking warped hell. the yeah. whole
1: fucking world. Literally.
0: It did. It did. So, it changed every Nationals after that. Um, So, that was pretty wild. And I feel like that kind of will and won't happen here. I don't think it's going to be that bad unless there's just some kind of crazy outlier that even though people have access to Talishard and databases just takes everyone by surprise but let's be honest here, it's probably just going to be Oldham um, <laughs> to be honest with you. Well, uh, maybe there's a a nice Briar build that Matt Folks pulls out, like an updated Belittle Briar. I feel like that will be the most... Um, if something like that happens, that would be the most, like, meta-warping thing for America is just people net-decking the new Matt Folk's deck. <laughs> yeah. um, Or whatever wins Canada because they do have some amazing players there.
1: What's, uh, I feel like... Go ahead. Yeah. Go
0: ahead. I, I just feel like that it won't be so much as the decks themselves, like, the list and everything will affect our meta. I feel like it would just be more like... People think oh oldham won. let's just say it won it wins canada united kingdom and spain right like it just wins all three and a couple other nationals that are smaller i feel like people will be like damn i just gotta play oldham or that could just push the meta into people being like gotta bring dromai gotta
1: bring gotta dromai, bring dromai. Or, or dash or something along those lines yeah right?
0: exactly to counter it and then yep. that's when the meta gaming happens really for u.s nationals and um if we do see Oldham sweep, I think that's when you see, you know, Viserai kind of get a little bit better into the meta for because U.S. Because
1: everybody's gunning for Oldham, and so here we are with a lot of Dromize and a lot of Dash.
0: So. And Icelanders, too. I think, yeah, uh, I feel time. like that's actually, once you play that matchup enough, that's a good matchup for
1: Visserai. So, yep, unpopular I opinion. I agree. Um, People to look out for for each individual uh, nationals. Uh, we've na- we've named a few. Um. First one. We'll talk about Spain. I believe that is Pablo Pintor's national. So am, am I right? Yeah. Okay. Well, the, um, nobody, nobody else comes close. I like that guy. He's winning it yep. all. That's I'm putting a, all it. I'm putting all seventy eight cents of my in my bank in, into him. Hopefully, I can become a millionaire. Hey, uh, hey
0: here's the thing. Hmm. Let's keep the rain going. You know, like I, I'm hey, all down for it. Wins the pro tour. Wins his uh, calling in Madrid. The team the, blitz the, calling. The team blitz top eight. Yeah, top to the second pro tour and then he just wins Spanish nationals. Like, let's just keep it going, man.
1: I'm all for it. I'm I am team Pablo. Let's get shirts made. I'm going to start wearing a fucking Spain flag on my back and I am all in on Pablo <laughs> Pintor. That guy is awesome. He's got fucking swagger and he's going to go out and take down Spain with in with you know, with, with whatever he decides. Um cuz he he is him. He is Hemethy, you know? He is him. He's him- he is Himothy. Um I'm
0: trying to be like him one day.
1: <laughs> I'm saying, bro, Pablo Pintor's daddy for sure. Um I want to talk about Canada because I think Canada is a very um well-represented um you know region now. Um their oh, nationals has yeah. quite a bit of good players that have come up through the they, last year.
0: In surprising, they got you know, I think is one of the biggest heavy hitters in the game, Tariq Patel, he moved back there. Um, For sure. I I don't know if he said if it was permanent or it's just for, like, this season, uh, depending on, you know, his personal life and jobs and all that. But I think that definitely affects, you know, if if you are someone like Yuki or, you know, on this list, we have Yuki, Isaac Crute, Dante Del Fico. Uh, I know there's a lot of other good players in Canada. If you are one of those and you think, who are the heavy hitters I have to watch out for in my tournament? I mean, with US nationals it's gonna be like Alexander Vore, Michael Hamilton, uh, Tyler Horsepool, people like that. But I feel like Tariq Patel going to that side of the that side of the border definitely affects, you know, their mentality of what's going on and who to watch out for.
1: For sure. I mean you have like you said, you have Yuki Lee Bender off of, you know, her, she won last year. She she's the defending national champion for Canada. Uh, national champion for Canada, so you know there's a She's lot riding on central. her. She has, uh, I mean, she, she topped Lil with Prism. Um, She was fucking killing it at Pro Tour One. Pro Tour. Yep. And so, like, you know, I you can't ever count her out. She's insane. You have Isaac Crute. He uh he he topped Ford, if I'm not mistaken, Pro Tour One. Um, and I mean he's he's just being consistent. I think he did well at Lil as well. So um. You know, shout out to him too. Um, always in his entire test group is really good. So I'm looking forward to see how they perform. And then um, Dante is one of those guys that I don't know if he has his invite or if he's going to use a PTI to go to his nationals. Um, but yeah, I know he was in Lille. And um, I just want to give, you know, a, a, a friendly reminder to, you know, Sebastian, my <laughs> fucking best friend the entire world, Dante Delfrico. Um, Dante, it's been a minute. I don't think I've seen you since you know Cincinnati. I don't think. That, um, I, I think I think you haven't seen them since Cincinnati either, right? Right. Uh, no, I saw them in Orlando. Okay, never Orlando. mind Orlando. That's that's right, Orlando. Um, you know, um, may, maybe it's different because you're not in America playing in in the Nationals this year. But that jersey, the Canadian jersey you're wearing, might hold you back a little bit. You might want to, you know, not wear that. I don't know. That,
0: that's what, that's what me and Kyle, <laughs> we were joking about. Um, if he, if he does find this or someone he knows finds this <laughs> and he's listening to it, it it's actually, um, yeah, you know, just all love and everything. Well, like we that. love, we and,
1: like Dante at the end of the day. Yeah. Yep. We, we have a friendly we just, rivalry.
0: <laughs> yeah. And we just thought it was funny. And I was just like, you know what? That, that Jersey is probably the thing that's holding him back. Cause he always tops eight. He just can't get all the way there. Yeah. um, so definitely you know maybe maybe the plan is just to like wear an american jersey and then you just i don't know
1: (laughs) put the uno reverse on these motherfuckers yeah exactly (laughs) put the uno reverse cards that's funny um so yeah mr delfico and then for the uh for the uk nats um i'm not too familiar with a lot of players from over there um, except for obviously Matt Falk's, uh, Shamir Sammy, um, I think is his name. He actually ended up getting top eight at a uh, pro tour Lille. Yep. And, uh, beat also, Pablo. yeah, also, yeah, beat Pablo for sure. I like beat the, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and actually and he I haven't on channel mount and he <laughs> like bricked he on channel drew, mount. Exactly.
0: Yeah. He drew a uh, forward non-attack action. So, and still pulled out the game. Still so got there. That's, that's a- impre-
1: impressive for sure. Uh, and then there's another one I want to uh, look out for, uh, Finbar. Actually, if you guys don't know him on his U- YouTube channel, um, I I know he put him and his group put in a lot of work, and I'm looking forward to see how him and his his uh, testing group his team do. So, um, shout out to those guys, and um, again, Pablo for the win. I'm I if, I'm very if excited Pablo to watch this weekend. Oh, for sure, for sure. I just want to say if Pablo has one fan, I am him. If Pablo has one million fans, I am one. You know, that in, that entire thing. I am all in on Pablo Pintor. I just, the the Missing Triggers podcast is a Pablo Pintor fan account. It is. It, <laughs> it, 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 so much is. Um, I will meet you at Worlds. Just kidding. I'm not going in poor. Um, but yeah, you know, that's... How... So now we've gone over how we think week one is going to affect week two and how week two might more than likely affect week three to be in the favor of what we're trying to metagame ourselves right being the the visceride deck um i I think we hit the nail on the head with all those um i want to kind of get into these questions here um that we ask again our, our our lovely card guys patreon um Community that we have over on the Discord. Um, I do I had...
0: have a final thought on that uh, whole metagame thing. Just, just for everyone rocking what they want to play and everything, and thinking about what they want to play coming up for U.S. Nats, or if you have a different nationals that's after this weekend. Um, don't take what happens at some other Nats across the world a hundred percent at face value. And don't make a bad decision. Like, for example, if you're a person who's very fluent between, like, let's say for the past couple weeks you've been playing Dromai and Oldham. And you feel very comfortable and the same level with both decks. that That's fine. Metagame a little bit and pick what you want to play. Now, if you're someone who's only played Dromai, you know how to play Oldham, right? You can learn it in maybe seven days or five days or whatever. Not even seven days. Yeah, five days don't try you'll, you'll do way worse with an old deck you picked up five days ago than the my deck you've been working on for three four weeks or maybe even two months if you picked it up before then so don't make metagaming everything but if you are in that position where you are very fluent with two different decks you know that's fine or if like you have a deck you've been working on but you have an old reliable that you know how to play very well and you feel like it could be like for example, if you have been a Visceraille player through and throughout, and but for the last month you've been playing Briar, trying to get comfortable with that deck, but you go, man, I have this viscerai list, I know how to play it really well, I think it can do well this season, like at my Nationals, go ahead and play it. But don't make a bad decision based off what you think's going to be good, because it's an open Don't field.
1: Don't be us from last year.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: You'll quickly regret it. Um... I agree. Wait, wait a fucking say what? Wow. Wow. I'm clipping that. We're going to put that, we're going (laughs) to put that on Twitter. Wow. Um, questions, Matt Murdoch, shout out to you, buddy over on our discord. Again, link for that will be in the description below. Um, he asks, uh, I'd like to hear some tips on testing. Um, maybe a breakdown of the size of your group and how you go about the process essentially is what he said. um, yeah. It's a good question, to, actually. I, I yeah, will, yeah. I, start start it off and I'll piggyback off you. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah.
0: Um tips on testing is play as many games possible. Um very interesting. Uh today I was watching a very good podcast, instant speed podcast. I had Tariq Patel on there and he was giving his thoughts on testing and open testing and closed off testing and trying to meta and, you know, keep hold back with information and stuff. So tips on testing is play as many games as possible and he was he was just talking about his own team where he's like um matt rogers is a very old school tcg player where he's like keep everything secret if you can right but yeah was saying he's more of a new school where he's like this information's pretty much going to be out there already at some point of uh, or another right like um He's like, especially for things like callings and nationals, not like pro tours and worlds. He's like the the minimal amount of edge, right, that you get from holding back information versus just play testing that information with a bunch of different people. Um, for example, like on Talishard, if if you have some kind of you know spicy tech or something like that, you think's really good. He's like sometimes holding back that information can make your line of thinking wrong because you think. Well, I'm gonna play this because X is gonna happen, and then X never happens. So, or you find out that that card actually wasn't really the best thing in that scenario, and then it just wasn't worth it. When if you just played with that card on in the open field, like he was saying, like back in his Magic days, like on Moto, um, or for us, like on Talishard, you, he's like the benefit of just getting that open wide testing versus like trying to close it off is in his opinion greater which i i think so too i feel like just getting as many games with the list you want to bring to the tournament is smart instead of like trying to hold back stuff and play watered down list and you're keeping it between 3 to 5 people and you all have this idea and then you never talk about it or play test with any other people and then it just it it kind of it, you kind of get in a way of thinking that isn't what actually happens in the metagame.
1: Yep, exactly. Uh, um, shot a flash freeze last year.
0: Yeah. Um, maybe a breakdown, uh, he said, maybe a breakdown of the size of your testing group and how you go about it. Kind of like that. Take Talishard, I heard someone say this also. Take Talishard, uh, I think it was Ian Zhang actually on Twitter. Because it takes Tal- Talishard as a way to goldfish and a way to get your basic level practice and testing in i don't know if it's necessarily that bad but i would say i would say it kind of goes somewhere in between where it's like take talishard with a grain of salt just because you 20-0 talishard with a list of something right that means you have a very good deck but also make sure you're playing it against players that you know are very good with its worst matchup right because yeah sure you can play Oldham on talishard but you never know how good those old em players are going to be on Talishard, and sometimes it's hit or miss. Same thing yep. with uh, Icelander, I noticed on Talishard. Uh, there's a lot of good Icelander players on Talishard, and there's a lot of god-awful God ones. No offense, like it's how you learn the decks and everything. But obviously, if you beat five bad Icelander players, and then you go, oh yeah, I have a great icelander match it's like uh, do you really have a great icelander match or are you really good against people who don't know how to play the deck exactly um, <laughs> exactly so so take it with a grain of salt but try to play as many people as you can so talshard is a great way from that um size of a testing group i would just say if you're not luxury with us with teams and specialists and stuff like that just try to find your local specialist at your card shop like for example if you know a guy who he plays Oldham really well at your card shop, and he's a diehard Oldham fan, then you definitely want to play test Oldham games with him. And same thing with Dash, Reinar, Viserai, Briar. If you know someone who's a really good Runeblade player or aggro player, hit up him for some games. And that's when you get your really good testing in and those last final tweaks of, you know, like... Damn, this card really sucks in this matchup against the good players, right? Something like that.
1: Shout <laughs> um, the flash freeze again, like I said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, flash um, freeze
0: against people who don't know what attack versus weapon attack <laughs> or attack action. <laughs> oh, for that was sure. funny. For sure. Yo, people get so mad at that. They really did. And then did. people, uh, people played it. Someone played it against me. Uh, if you guys don't know, flash freeze says all attacks you deal this turn. Um, deal three extra damage. So attack, obviously a weapon's attack. Rosetta's an attack. So if they take Rosetta, they're taking Rosetta for seven. Um, but in the Briar and Mirror match, you never want to block the Rosetta. So you would go like, and, and you would just get people on it. You'd be like, yeah, coming in for two and two, and then they take two, and you're like, they're like, I'll take four, no blocks. And I'm like, no reactions, take seven. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, yeah, take seven. That's what. And then alternatively, someone played it on me. And then they're, like, coming in for two and two. I'm like, yeah, I'll take seven. They're like, what? You know about that? I'm like, bro, come on. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course, yeah. I read cards. Um,
1: as far as a group goes and how many people, I'll break down the size of your group. Um, I think, I think about six, seven people is, like, ample amount of people to, like, have specialists and to to get good feedback off of each other, too. Yeah. So if you can find, like, the sweet spot of, like, five to seven people, it helps. Um,
0: By the way, you guys don't have to start a team. You can just be local buddies who start a messenger group together and, like, go, hey, this is my list. Does anyone want to pick up some games tonight? Hey, what do you guys think about this card against the meta? And um, that's it, you know? It doesn't have to be something, like, you know, bigger. Yeah. People think teams are you have to have a team to do well in a card game or something like that it's like no absolutely not especially not with talishard anymore like this is the 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 new coming for the up-and-coming flesh and blood player
1: it really is it really who is
0: he wants to get into the game
1: mm-hmm. i agree i agree completely on that um fucking teams don't matter at the end of the day like nobody gives a shit about a team 90 percent of the time right so like you shouldn't either Take-
0: Take the card guy's logo off of us, and we're all still play testing together and having fun together. I mean, we're we're know, all like, really good
1: friends. Like, yeah. like past past the brand, like we still always talk. Like that's just what it is. We just put a put a a brand behind it because I'm I'm that guy, I guess. <laughs> so you know, um, here here we are. Um
0: That camera guy.
1: <laughs> you're Shout dead to out. me. <laughs> Shout out Starbuck. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, Eric had a question. Shout out to Eric, I miss you, buddy. Um, he uh, he said, "How has the popularity of Talishar changed your testing, and what are you getting from it?" Um, pretty much what I'm kinda getting and- out of it. You uh, kind of answered it with the last question. It's just like getting to kind of understand the cards you're playing on your deck. Like the reps matter more than most mm-hmm. of anything else, and so just being able to s- shove your cards in your deck and things that you're wanting to test and just see how they interact with certain things. Like, that's what Talishar is there for, like, in my eyes, as far as wanting to test certain tech, tech cards, as as, uh, yeah. as Justin calls it, technologies, um, yeah. and kind and of especially just...
0: Especially when you have two or three cards that you're like, ah, oh, this is an open slot. It could be anything, right? And yeah. then, like, for for my right, I was like, consuming volition. And I'm just like, yeah, this card seems great. Yeah, I'm going to make Briars discard a card. Hell yeah. And, and then, then I'm sucks. like... And then it sucks because I'm like, oh, damn, in testing, uh, mob red mob on consuming volition just makes them want to block it even more. Yeah. <laughs> it just this card just says, hey, do you really want to block me? No. OK, well, how about if I on hit effect deal three extra damage plus make you discard? OK, yeah, you're going to block me. Damn. <laughs> and one card doesn't matter. <laughs> Three card hands are still so powerful in this game. That can just be
1: another zero cost, another one one cost attack card and be fine. You yeah, know, exactly. Um, exactly. So that's what I'm getting out of it is just like going through reps with your tech cards and kind of evening out ratios and making your deck kind of how you want it. And then and then from there you get that deck and then you play with your your group and and you you kind of challenge them to think about what you're thinking about with it. And so. From there, that's when you get the feedback from your team, but the initial thought process is what Talishar is for, in my opinion. For, yep. for, for, for players that have kind of a group, um, like us. Yep. Um, you Josh actually had a question too. No, of oh, for sure, hundred percent. But uh, tell us, ask us about a, or you know, tell us about Josh's question, Mister the accountant himself, Lumina Gobumina.
0: Are you guys happy with the number of heroes available in CC right now? would you like more slower uh in parentheses slower rotation or less faster rotation or is it pretty good right now basically asking will we like less heroes in the meta right now or would we like uh more heroes in the meta and how we feel about the whole living legend and the rotation thing i feel like basically i'm happy with the number of cc heroes right now i feel like it's open i feel like the bad ones are still bad i feel like The mediocre ones have play, and I feel like the good ones are still good. Yep. Um, I I think we talked about this last episode about our thoughts on Living Legend and everything. But going forward, you know, we have to think about that. This year we lost four heroes, and we only had four introduced.
1: Well, three and maybe a fourth.
0: Well, uh, let's be honest here. Briar's already got two wins. um, (laughs) Very true. Briar's going. Briar's going, man. So, we're about to have four Living Legend, and if Dynasty doesn't bring an adult hero, which I don't think it is, um, doesn't look like it,
1: then we will have... I think it will.
0: Well, if that's the case, then we we only lost three heroes and we netted one extra hero. But if it keeps on going like that rate, I just don't want there to be a, a cycle where we've lost five heroes and we've only gotten four. I don't want that to be the cycle if you get what I'm saying yeah and then I get that. We're, we're playing in a meta where we're forced to play bad heroes just because that's what's available to us I definitely don't want to play that meta where you're like <laughs> like man all we have left is Azalea and Dorinthia <laughs>
1: Azalea Dorinthia and Reinar, you know what I mean yeah. like
0: yeah let's not do that now but um yeah Agree. Overall, I think what they said in their newest article that we didn't get to talk about because it came out uh, two hours after we recorded the last podcast, the New Living legend system where they ideally want every hero to last about one one and a half years in the meta. Um, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I like that. 100%. Um, obviously, we don't want Starbos where they're gone in two months, and we don't want um... It, I... If a hero stays longer, that's fine, but we definitely don't want Starbos that are here for two months. So as long as they keep it balanced, I'm pretty happy with everything. And right now the meta super balanced. It's a little bit too balanced. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's
1: a wait, good that, thing. That's
0: a question. I have a question. Do you like, as a card game player, three deck formats more? Or open as hell formats like right now, which this might be the most open I've ever seen a format in any game?
1: Um... I've always been a fan of the Terra one formats um, where it's like three, three different decks that could just at any point do well um, yep. three or four, because like it, it helps you hyper-focus on certain matchups and like it makes people, it rewards people who, who test a lot more, I guess. And like yeah. put more, more effort into it. Cause like, cause like you could, you could just in like a wide open format, you might see a deck that, and I know other people, think differently on this but you know i i how do i say it i like three deck formats i like four deck formats because at the end of the day i know what i'm gonna play and i'm, I'm gonna be ready for it compared to seeing six different decks you know like at australian nationals uh somebody played a dory and then played in azalea in two different rounds and so like just for example like what if that Duranthia just comes out and just destroys you or the Azalea and you didn't know that deck was a thing and then you know and then it ruins your whole tournament like that's gonna happen regardless sometimes but being in a more defined set of decks is something that I'm I've always been I've always done better in and I just think is more healthy for a competitive scene that yeah, makes sense?
0: Uh I would agree. I kinda like I, I kinda like five deck and less good for you know, kinda like kinda like four, five deck maybe. Like you kinda have the three triangle decks and then like two rogue decks or something like that. Um that that that's where I like the meta. Or, you know I actually don't think like I especially after the initial briar scare kind of got settled i actually really enjoyed tales of aria classic constructed meta like after Nat's, you know Nat's was awful because we didn't have enough time and everyone just fucking went Duh, you know uh, uh i guess i'll play briar uh or you know if you are a chad like michael hamilton who's like i'll be oldum that's fine <laughs> mm-hmm. bring on the briars uh but once that nat settled and you had like combo viscerae on the rise you had like Oldham that was good you had chain that was good um you had briar that was still incredibly powerful but all these decks kind of i love that format um same thing with like vegas format that wrote to national seasons format starvo format was a little excessive that you literally had to beat starvo or you know beat prism because prism beat starvo Some, that mm-hmm. that was a little extreme but overall i kind of like that meta kind of got off topic but
1: Oh, I get it. I get it for sure. Hopefully, that uh, answered you know Josh's question pretty well, because I know other people want to be able to play like, and for example, in a CC calling, and it's eight rounds day one, they'd want to play against like what six different decks, and like yeah. I get it, I get it, and like I get it, but it, like it's
0: like but- let let's be honest here, I'm playing Vesterai. I, I have a certain matchup spread against but it's like, okay, if I see Kano, like I was playing online Talishard, I saw Kano, they on turn four I'm presenting lethal and they just see double wildfire, blazing aether. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Or I played against a Lexi deck that was literally Ice Lexi. Kinda dominate shorty. my attack Yeah, dominate my attack up to um fifteen and put on enough hit counters where like, you know, on hit triggers where if you don't block, I'm just going to sink my whole hand into my shop charmers and tax you where you can't do anything or mm-hmm. if, or I'm just going to dominate it where you can't. It's like, if I see a deck like that, I'm screwed. Yep. And it, at some point, when you're in this open of a meta, it's just like, you can't play around that. <laughs> you know, it's like, if I see that, I see that, but if they see old them, they're they're going to have an awful day. So I just have to hope they see the old them before they see me. <laughs> exactly <laughs> like and that's kind of how that meta shakes up where it's like yeah sure there could be an azalea player who fights five aggro decks and they don't know what azalea does and they're like yeah, i'll be honest with you until two three weeks ago i have never played against azalea before until i played one online i beat the absolute crap out of it with you know no cnc in my deck i just had sink blows but i'm just like beat the absolute crap out of it but at yeah. a tournament, if someone had like that nimblism weird build, I'd just be like, no block, no block, no block. And then they might actually just kill me off like a stupid random ledger dominate because I no blocked all their other attacks. When I you could have just fatigued them out or, some, mm-hmm. or done some kind of strategy against them. Yeah. But you don't know in the moment. And then you just have weird moments where you get blown out by decks that have no business being up there. But <laughs> they they saw it's some a... crazy good matchups.
1: For sure. Well, I mean, that's going to that's gonna do it for us tonight. Shout out to Christian Girdies for telling us we need to just learn how to wrap up our, our show more. Um, you know, or better, I guess you could say. Um, if you're going to Nationals, please come up and say hey to us. That'd be fucking awesome. I know, um, oh. I'm, I'm just excited to get to see the people who, kind of like uh, Pro Tour 1 when we went, we had a lot of people come up to us and say they love their content. They, you know, and all that other stuff. And that that's so neat. And so, you know, I'm... Want to meet more of you guys and um, get to meet a lot of the people that, you know, support us, get to meet our patrons. Um, I know a lot of them we haven't been able to meet yet. So, um, you know, like get to see Jeff again. So I'm, I'm super excited to get to uh, get to socialize and get to see a lot of people that I haven't seen in a long time. So, um, yeah, Sebastian, just remember when we when we. Thursday before we leave, make sure you have your toothbrush. Make sure you have your ass wipes. You know the the cottonelle ass wipes because we got to make sure our asses are clean after we shit. You know, and uh, make make sure you bring your do for your bo because you got to wash those pits and then and then you know lather up a little bit with your sure your your old spice because um you know people don't smell bad at nationals. That's so all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna fucking tell you to your face you smell. Um, you don't wanna oh, I don't want to get
0: banned, f- so be won't literally read your gem ID off on the next episode. That, yeah,
1: our, our, right. our, our one thing. Our one thing was, well, want I'm going to figure out who you are and then expose you with your gem ID. But we're not going to do that because we don't want to get banned because of recent things, um, you know, the past few years. But, um, but just know you're on my fucking radar if you smell. That's it. That's all I got to say. Don't forget to brush your fucking teeth. I want to see those pearly whites. If you don't got them, I'm so sorry. Wash those pits, wipe your ass, and I'll see you in the next fucking video. Jeez. Podcast. Peace and love, do dang.